everybody. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Tug of More. That's who, that's where you're at. That's where you're at. I don't know if this is your first episode, but it is, man. We're glad that you're here. We got so many new people coming to our church. That's true. It's crazy. So fun. We need to tell them about the Tug of More because some know. of them are just tuning in for the first that's time. That's right. We are just two friends that's having right. a conversation about where we are and where we want to be. There's a fight, a tension, a struggle uh, between those places and that is the tug of war. Uh, we're friends. That's true. We've been friends a long time. A long time. We have even celebrated holidays together. That's true. Thanksgiving. This year, though, Joke. the Barths are too cool for school. <laughs> yeah, we're they've so got, cool, we're going to a chicken farm. They've adopted a new family oh. that has replaced the Babbles. <laughs> That's not true. It's true. You just have a family that... We even lost or, Jane and Jerry. You don't, you don't have a child for my child to marry. This is the problem. That would be you weird. You had... It would kind of be weird because it would kind of be like, uh, yeah, yeah like cousins. But yeah. but your kids are a decade younger than mine, so it just didn't work out. Yeah. You, you waited too Unless long. Easton really waits. Yeah, you have to wait a long time. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, speaking of them, so my uh, son's fiance, soon to be daughter-in-law's parents, were in town because of the uh, engagement. And Brent Young is Brady's dad, and he is a huge Huge shout out, Tug of More fan, Chicken Man. Yes, and he came in and actually toured the studio and sat in your chair. Good, and he was so happy to get to sit there because yeah, that if you I'm ever want to come visit anyone, they can. That come means I'm going to have some extra anointing on me. Yeah, today. that's right. I dressed on Sunday when they were here. I dressed to make D Queen feel welcome. That's right. I wore a button up or a pearl snap. Levi's Levi's denim, denim shirt. It was looking good. Yeah, I wasn't preaching. So. You had your Timberlands. Oh yeah. yeah, but let's talk about that. You weren't preaching, but that is a great preaching outfit. It is? Yes. Don't you think that would be a great preaching outfit? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, sometimes you don't know how cool you look. I don't ever know how cool I look. Sometimes you don't know how cool you don't look, and sometimes you don't know how cool you do look. I, that's what we are at 40. I think I... That's not just you, that's I me. I think if I'm wearing joggers and a t-shirt, I look like I'm about to go work out. <laughs> yeah. And you I, have... You assign outfits for like jobs and roles yeah this is part of my whole problem in life is that everything <laughs> is function so i don't really know what it is whitney and rachel came over to, well rachel lives there yes but this week came and helped me go through my whole closet and that was an experience you did a good job sometimes people get very defensive and um now i was softer on you on some things like that i was like you should get rid of this but i'm gonna let you because it was your first time i've lost a few lbs and so some of the things in my wardrobe yeah. don't fit. And some are just kind of played out. Yeah. And so my They're, closet was just shoved full of, how many yeah. hoodies did I have? <laughs> how many hoodies did you have? How many did you keep? Still a lot. Uh, so, so many. And so I don't many. even know where they all come from. Yeah. They're free. I get them from an event. I go preach yeah. somewhere. So I just have just so many hoodies. You had one shirt. It's like, how many hoodies do I need in case someone's car stuck in a ditch and I have to go pull them out. We were literally How getting many? rid of one and you were like, but I like to wear that to Sam's. And I was like, but you can't wear any of those to Sam's? And you were like, oh, dang. How many black hoodies should a person own? This was, is a question that we asked. So now my closet will be looking like old mother Hubbard's cupboards. Yeah. Which is fine. I got plenty of stuff in there. What does that mean? Bear? No, yeah, bear. Oh my word. That is not true or possible. In comparison to the chaos, but I have so many clothes. So Rachel, we were going to take them to one of those uh, yeah, can resale. resale shops, but w this one said that we Certain can make things, more if yeah. we sell them. So Rachel's got a bunch of my clothes. So if you are a um, handsome man who's in the double X world, 
Dude, I have I have a whole wardrobe. Jump on Facebook Marketplace. That I will sell you at a <laughs> steeply discounted rate. That's true. In comparison to new. And I only yeah. wore some of it for like a minute. Yeah. The there was one shirt though that as soon as I pulled it out of the pile, you were like, Nope, that's staying. And it was sentimental. You'd had it since like you went on one of your first dates with Rachel. Yeah, and- first first dates and I wore it in the very first time we got our pictures taken. And so we have a big picture hanging over not above our bed, but like that yeah. weird picture of us above the bed, above the, what's it called? The yeah, headboard. That's correct. Above the headboard. And I have that shirt on. I still have it. And oh, it's, funny, I yeah. put it on and it still fits. And there so I was like, not throwing this one away. No. But all the others see a suckers. There you go. So, so clean it out. Good. Which, speaking of the holidays and your clothes fitting. Man, it's important. I'm, uh, I, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, you probably maybe should have kept a couple things just in case. No. Ouch. No, I'm saying. I'm a- <laughs> I was saying it the wrong. I said it the wrong. <laughs> I'm not good. Sometimes I say it backwards. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous that the wheels are going to fall all the way off on, no, my, they're not. on my nutritional no. goals. You have been. During Thanksgiving nope. and Christmas. Oh, yeah. Halloween. You already did Halloween. How many Kit Kats? Do I think you ate? Yeah. How many Kit Kats? Seven. Mm-mm. Is more than seven? 70. 70? I don't know. That's not true. McKinley bought Lillian Oh, that's true. Two Mega. giant bags of Kit Mega Kats. Bags. And I bet, really, I bet I've eaten 20 Kit Kats. Like the little two packers. Yeah, are they, is that like a, is that like a craving of yours? Do you love Kit Kats? I like chocolate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because so, I'm saying like for me, if there's Snickers and Three Musketeers, that's a problem. Like I have candy oh, really? bars that are problems. Three Musketeers, top problem. You had a hundred grand bar? I don't know. Oof, dude, hundred grand. They don't they're not like a candy, like a Halloween candy. No, they're just like a regular. Yeah, hundred yeah. grand's bomb. Oh yeah. No, see three or musketeers. Or peanut MMs. Yeah. I'll be snacking. Oh, I'll peanut. snack. I'll but snack. But that's protein. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. That's what the Especially devil says. Especially if you get the almond. M&M's, have you ever done that? Then I tell myself it's super healthy. Yeah, well, you know how much fat is in an an almond in contrast to protein? Probably more. Is it really? I don't don't even know. Easton looks like he's going to die over there. He's not feeling good. Easton's a little under the weather. And dude's over there looking like not good. He wore his slippers to work today. That's how you know. He looks like a full gospel preacher about to go (laughs) up on stage with those slip-ons. Full gospel. He's going to say, can we talk about that? You made a video (laughs) on your stories at the airport the other day. I got way less engagement than I thought I would. Oh, really? I thought I was going to be having people comment all over the place. And and I'm kind of nervous they think that it was real. Oh, maybe you should reshare it and say this was a joke in case (laughs) anyone was offended. But it was really funny. You were saying like, well, thank you for supporting my ministry with this air- giant <laughs> airplane. In front of this airplane. Aaron's favorite part, though, was that it was a Gulfstream, like a jet. And oh, he, I know I messed oh, it up. No, you. It was clear you did it on purpose, but it was really funny. He said a Cessna seven three nine eight or five or something. I don't know. What he said he said it silly. It was really funny. It was a joke, but it was so funny. holidays are coming. Yep. Christmas. Christmas. I want to confess something. Uh oh. What's your confession? The last three years, I've done this to myself. And last year, Rachel pointed it out what? while it was happening. I make banana cream pudding every Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I make an absurd amount. Absurd amount. And I make so much, I give it out to friends, yeah. like pans. But the real reason that I've made so much is so that I can just eat. Right. An exorbitant amount. An absorbent amount, and I get sick every Thanksgiving. And you know why I think I got, have gotten sick, Rachel said? Dairy. Yeah, dairy and sugar. Yeah. And so I'm not going to make it this year, and I'm going to see... If I get sick 
in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. If I don't get sick, banana pudding. I banana pudding myself to death. There's probably something in the banana pudding that is also in the Hawaiian rolls that make you sick. I bet there is yeah. a common ingredient. If I eat two thread. Hawaiian rolls, I can't, I can't, I can't barely, I'm not flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say I can't my walk. Butt? Oh, I was like, Dude, what are you going to say? my back, my glutes lock up, my neck's all stiff. Oh my word. I don't know what's in those Hawaiian rolls, but it's trust and poison. Yeah. So maybe between those two things, don't eat them at Thanksgiving. Hopefully you'll but be But my well. banana pudding. No, it's very good. I'm a little sad. Well, you're not even here. Forget I know, but you. you would freeze some for me and that's keep it. That's true. And so it's sad, but that's okay. Mom, mom's going to make some cheesy potatoes mm -hmm. and some fried chicken. She she does. What's make. your gem? What's your uh, holiday Thanksgiving, Christmas? I'm like? I'm one of the hated people on social media this year. Is a big thing about cranberry sauce, and yeah, I no, it's love gross. Love cranberry sauce. No, it's gross because it's not sauce. Oh yeah, it's Jelly a, can a can that plumps out of there like yep. a the dead plop seat. Sound is part of the experience. Nope. It's so it good. Looks gross. I love I love like turkey and cranberry sauce together in one bite. That's like my like my favorite part yeah. of Thanksgiving. And then cream corn. No, not cream corn. What do we call it? Corn casserole. That's what we call it. So it's like spicy, but it's corn and cream cheese and jalapeno. I'll yeah, that's that good. I'll get down with those green beans. Oh yeah. We're inviting Kyle and Sydney to Thanksgiving. Oh, good, good. I might tell, Kyle said, what should I bring? I might tell him to make that cream corn. Yes. my mom doesn't know how to make that. She doesn't do that? Oh, yeah, no. Because one year I made it. Uh, it's too spicy, and my it's mom. it's too spicy. But I made it mild for your mom. And I was like, here is the like Michigan, Ohio people yeah. uh, corn casserole. And here's the Texas people. And she no. was like, which one? I got the wrong one. And I'm like, nope, that's my the mom, mild. My mom can't eat the corn at Chipotle because it's too spicy. Yeah, my mom is the same way. The corn. Vicky is the same Not way. the mild salsa. Yeah. The corn is too spicy. It's, so yeah, I don't know. Mom, mom can't make it. No, it happens. So uh, that and then mashed potatoes. I don't know. My kids love noodles. My girl used to make these egg noodles. Like buttery noodles? They're kind of like buttery, eggy. Mm. Yeah, they love those. And then what else? Do you like deviled eggs? I do like deviled eggs. You don't do. I don't do. know. I don't know. If your husband eats a deviled egg, Oh yeah, he has bad parts. That's the stingiest dude I ever. That's the worst. It's like a dinosaur took a crap in your living room. <laughs> I'm like, it's the worst part of the whole world. I'm I like, don't know why. Who bought the brought the brontosaurus up in here? <laughs> it's mad. You're right. <laughs> Even happened. Really um, but yeah. you're going to Arkansas. We're going, and they said not. Whitney had a sister. Well, has a sister who is vegan for I a minute. Had a sister. I Whitney has a sister. a sister. I don't know if she listens. Now Emily, she is not vegan. Now Emily, you is, should listen. She should. That was the weirdest Thanksgiving I ever experienced. Is when you brought all your vegan. She had a vegan turkey. Yeah. That was some weird junk. I tried a bunch of it. No. I'd rather be fat. No. I'd rather be fat and die 10 years hey, early. I survived. I ate a whole vegan Thanksgiving one year. Your mom did too one year. Except she ate. Um, My she, mom did like a, she's called like a blue diet or something. Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, uh-huh. She, she did that. Is that she what it did. is? Blue something? Uh-huh, yeah. She told me all about it. You only it. eat blue food? But she, we no, had eaten Thanksgiving okay. together. And then I didn't realize it. I didn't really pay attention to her plate that much. And then at Titus's birthday, which is only like a week later, she mm -hmm. told me, you know, I ate vegan this year for the first time. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But yeah. My poor son, did. he got hosed. Yeah. His birthday is November 30th. And so like it's after Thanksgiving. But right before Christmas. Yeah. And so the poor he dude. Gets nobody, into. nobody can come to his birthday party because they're all busy or they're all out of town. And he feels like it's personal. And then I'm like, well, dude, we can celebrate another time. He's like, no, I want to celebrate on my birthday. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, ain't nobody coming. Well, this year we're doing it after 
church on a Sunday? Yeah. Is it this week? No. It's next. The next is the third. It's the third, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay, so, birthday party. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, what I experienced helping you with your closet and what Candace, my friend that helped me with my closet, probably experienced, which was a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> oh, anxiety. <laughs> we're talking about anxiety because... Stress, worry, Tim fear. Tim did a great message uh, mm -hmm. at the church about anxiety, the promise that you can have perfect peace even when... Situa situations around you aren't perfectly peaceful. I don't really know exactly how he said it, but we've actually had a lot of people on the tug team talk to us, message us about anxiety that like, and I think it's natural for people who are not where they want to be, yeah, but are right here, but there's yeah. a tension and a fight. You're, you're tugging and there's anxiety. What, what does your face mean? What's my face? My you, face is, I you, just think that, you know, you made whoever, a smiley face. No, I just started to think about, you know, whoever's in charge of, who's preaching these weeks has just done a really fan, fabulous job <laughs> assigning, assigning people the correct weeks yes. to kind of help help them grow in their yes, journey. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> You're so funny. I was like, he, he just laughed at himself, but I don't know why. Um, yeah, no, Tim did an amazing job talking about it. And so we were like, okay, let's unpack a little more of that conversation because we've all struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with it. You've struggled with it. Like, So proud of Tim. Yeah, he did an amazing job. So let's talk about that first. Tim did such a good job. He did if you such didn't, a great here's job. Here's the link. Which corner, Easton? This one? Oh, yeah. So he did such a good job. Tim, when he was younger, he would preach and he would tell so much personal story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this one, he had a perfect balance. Perfect balance. Yeah. So good. It was really great. It, it made you feel. Um, connected to in a way of like, I connected to Tim, but then I so connected to it about myself. He said a couple of things that just like, ugh, knocked me in the face, made me realize like, oh, I have, I have overcome some of my anxiety, but then, oh, I am not battling it correctly when it comes. If my foot like blocking the whole thing, if I put my foot here. I do this every time. Well, I know, but I, you just have little. One time I had a bunch of gum on the bottom of my shoe and I was so embarrassed. The rest of the. I went to a wedding one time and the guy's broom, groomsman wrote, save me on the bottom of his feet. And he had to <laughs> bow down to the altar for something that priest who dude had a meal. And then he saw the bottom of his feet and it says, save me. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, no, Tim did a great job. What were you about to say? I was about to say Tim did an illustration that made me so mad I wasn't up there doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Super I was good. like jealous. I told him I'm I, amen and, and I'm jealous of how good I the illustration is. I told him that people behind me were like audibly like, oh, wow. So if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. But yeah, I think we should talk about a couple of different points in it that really helped us that we can then unpack even more. Well, I got a line that was worth the price of admission. Okay, get it. Tim, what is it? He told that story about how he used to leave work Yeah. and he had to drive home and then he would get to work or he would get to the door of his house. He used to he, work for Southwest Airlines and he was in like customer complaints. So he would, complaints. he, and he was so good at it because Tim is, Tim is naturally a kind, encouraging, like generous type person. Yeah. And so he was so good at it that they promoted him. To, but his promotion was to get the worst complaints. Escalated. So he got stuff. the most escalated issues of the most pissed off people, people screaming yeah. yelling cursing you ruined my grandma's funeral and people were already cussing yeah right and so he said that what he would do is he would stand at the front door of his house and he would say to himself i am not letting my customers into my home right and dude i about stood up and threw my bible at him 
and then turned around and yelled at the church. I'm not letting none of y'all into my home. Well, he said, I'm not inviting, right? Which, which totally convicted me because how yeah. many times have I invited it in myself? The complaints. The, right. That it's not good enough. Yeah. The, the negative. I bring it in and then I invite it in because I'm like, hey, let me talk about this thing. Or, hey, let me take this phone call when yeah. I already said I wasn't going to take it. Yeah. Hey, let me go answer this email. Hey, let me keep thinking about this problem at work instead of being here with my family. I've invited it in so many times. What I appreciated that he did is that he didn't, if I would have preached that message, I would have spent three to five minutes defining what anxiety is. Yeah. He didn't. No, he didn't. You know why? He didn't need to. They already know. Right. If you got it, you already know. Yeah. And uh, he said, he said, turn to your, your right or your left to your neighbor and say like, are you anxious? Are you anxious? And if it's not them, then it's you. And I was like, it's me. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Like, because it is, I'm always, I have, I have succumbed to what he talked about. He said that it's now become a personality trait. Mm. And I have allowed myself in seasons to succumb to the personality trait of just, I'm an anxious person. Not anxious in like suffering from anxiety, but anxious in like, is that okay? Are they okay? Is this happening? Is everything all right? And the spin yeah. uh, was more like smaller spins, but a whole bunch of smaller spins all at yeah. once. So we have had people on the tug team reach out a bunch yeah. and maybe one of our major questions that people ask us to answer is how do I deal with anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you didn't listen to the message, go and listen to it. But what else? What no, else? What he, else do we got? He said one to me that I think is a really real one for those of us who, uh, are tug team connoisseurs. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, you can't have peace in every circumstance if you have to understand yeah. every circumstance. And he talked about how a lot of times our lack of peace comes from the fact that uh, we're out of control. We want to be in control, and therefore when we're not in control, we're anxious. And man, it wrecked me because I realized, yeah, a lot of the things I get anxious about are just the things that I don't have full control over. And the truth is, once uh, if you only cope by having control all the time, that is the most exhausting way to live. And I have spent a lot of my life trying to control all of my situations, all of my surroundings, all of my people, all of my environment, all of my vacation, all of my details of my day, all of my holiday, controlling everything around me so that I wouldn't get anxious, so that I wouldn't feel. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism right. to protect to protect against myself. the what ifs, the what ifs, what could happen. And so if I control the environment in my home, if I control the TV channel that we watch, if I control the music, that's every, I, there's been seasons in my life where I have tried to be in control everywhere I was. And that is absurd and ex exhausting. It, yeah. it burns you out, but it hit me in such a way of like, yeah, I just want, I so want to know like, oh, will it be okay? Okay, I know I can't control the situation, but how's it gonna turn out? Yeah. How's it gonna work? And I want to understand things sometimes even when, and the truth is I can't understand, or if I did understand, I would miss the lesson that I'm being taught in yeah. the middle of it. And it just hit me so like, stop it. When I start to feel anxious, I need to ask myself, am I just trying to be in control of this? Mm -hmm. Am I just trying to control how they feel, how, how they are acting, what they're saying, what they're doing, the decision they're making, and the things that are outside of my control? Stop, stop it, yeah. stop it. I think control's a big piece 
that leads to our anxiety. <clears throat> but for me, I think it, it's a step maybe previous to that. Yeah. And it's that I want to have all the contingencies mm-hmm. figured out. Yeah. I want to make sure that I have a plan, exit strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when we were kids, you get those choose your own adventure books. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I have every option Possible. planned for. Yeah. And that leads me into my brain being busier than needed. Yeah. You sent me this. I can't, I couldn't find it. You sent me an Instagram story a long time ago about how people who've walked through different trauma responses, they get anxiety because their brain naturally sees worst case scenarios first and then builds all the different, uh, yeah, all the different scenarios from there. But we start at worst case scenario and then we go here. And I think that, yeah, you're so right. It's the like, but that's my problem. Yeah. It's the contingency of, well, what if, and it's always like, it's yeah. just the natural tendency is to point to something so all the way over there. It's like, well, what if, what if not? What if it's more like this? Like, right. yeah. Uh, at, I know we talked about Easton's engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after Easton and Brady's engagement, Aaron now then has an airplane that he's flown there that he has to get back to its original location. Yes. And he has two extra seats in it. Yes. And so Rachel says that she wants to go on a ride yeah. Yeah. on this airplane. And when I'm talking airplane... It's essentially like if a lawnmower turned into an airplane, this is the, maybe not an airplane, maybe a golf cart. Yeah. Like this thing yeah. is like a train airplane. Here's a picture of the size of it. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a big baller Mark Cuban airplane. Right. Right. This is like how they let 22 year olds learn how to fly. Right. Yeah. And so I'm nervous because yeah. I've been in one of these planes with Aaron before and it's rattly and all the things. And like Rachel's gonna ride this, but you know what I start to think about? I start to think about if Rachel dies. You literally went all the way to the worst case scenario. Dude, I went worst case scenario. And then I start thinking of all the contingencies of all the things that are gonna happen to my kids and my future in the church. <laughs> and like I'm gonna have to can I see the pastor? Will I ever even be able to preach of this? Like, and I'm telling you so fast. Oh, I saw it lit it uh, went over your face. You can fi- see it. In five seconds, contingencies yeah, of yeah. worst case scenarios. Yeah. And like, I didn't have like a panic attack or anything. No, you let I, it go I, all the It was, was great. Okay, but, but dang, a fast brain. Yeah. Sometimes is trouble. I wish I had just a golden retriever brain every once in a while. No, it's really true. Instead of this little parrot no, chirpy brain, our, I got hummingbird brain up in here, and I wish I could just. No, oh, it's the thing we talk about on. all the time that like double-edged sword of like your gifting can be your worst enemy as well. Yeah. And like being able to think quickly and come up with scenarios quickly is a gift, but it can very quickly become a curse against you that like uh-huh. causes you. I, I talked about it a little bit, but uh, even just a few months back, I was having waves of anxiety hit me in the middle of the night about my kids and their future, about our church and its future, about my marriage and it's like things that were just out of out of left field unnecessary things that were just out of my control and it suddenly was hitting me and then i don't know what happens but in the middle of the night it's like way worse it's like way bigger i don't know why that is other than maybe that you're already in a little bit of a sleepy state so your brain just has freedom to run i don't well, know because all the other stuff's quiet yeah. You don't have time to think about all that right now because you're talking to me. Right. You're right. You're right. But once you're not doing all this other stuff. It's got space to run around in circles and that's what happens. And so like he, Tim did an illustration where he spun around on a like an office chair. And uh, as he's doing it, I'm like, yeah, this spin is a real vortex that has 
caused me and other people I love to to spin out in in seasons in circumstances and situations that is like man if we could just stop the spin if we could just stop it mm-hmm. uh maybe we could actually make progress but instead what it does is you spin in a circle you don't get anywhere some of our anxiety is that we're afraid we're going to be stuck but because of our anxiety we're stuck like yeah. we just get stuck yeah and uh it was super good what, what are you about to say? some of us uh that are listening might not like me might not all the way understand how anxiety fleshes out or we think it's only this extreme yeah it's good thing we had this guy that worked for us this years ago it was around christmas time mm-hmm. we're decorating the building now and it was right around the decorating time yeah and he worked for us and this guy if something would go a little bit wrong like on a sunday he would have a panic attack yeah which i didn't know what that was i thought it was like this is garbage you know eat a protein bar and like get back do your job right, you right. know but he would like go to another room in the church and like lay down and turn the lights off and cry. Yeah. And I was like, this freaking dude is a loser. Right. Because I didn't know what he was experiencing. Right. I right. didn't understand. Um, then we went to a conference and this guy is sitting next to me and a pastor comes out on stage that this pastor in the church he leads, this guy He's used connected to be connected to. to. Yeah. And so he starts having a panic attack and like hyperventilating yeah. next to me just because a pastor literally we're at Gateway Church. It wasn't yeah. Robert Morris. who was a speaker at a conference a, a half a mile away. I mean, their right. auditorium is gigantic. He's yeah. panicking because this guy's in the same room yeah. with him. This yeah. dude doesn't even know his name. And I was so like this. This is weakness. This is just anybody who has panic attack is just weak is what I thought. But I just didn't understand the breadth of what anxiety does does right anxiety is not only um debilitating full-fledged on the ground crying right but it's also the just the spin the the business that yeah the overwhelmed the overwhelmed sense of emotion or fear or worry that you just can't get past well and it's hard to understand it until you've experienced it yeah and so then once you experience it you're like Oh, oh, yeah. That's how I think for me, even just this last season was really the first time in my life that it felt like an out of control mm-hmm. panics that would hit me. My most of my life, like I've been really good at replacing the lie with truth. And so I would get anxiety about something, but okay, here's the truth. Uh, that's a lie. Here's the truth. Here's a lie. Here's the truth. But it was a wave that I like couldn't. And again, it looked different for me. It wasn't debilitating that I was on the ground and crying, but but the wave of it was unstoppable for me suddenly that I was like, I do not want to be feeling this, but I am feeling this. I cannot seem to get out of this. I wanted to stop, but oh my word. And I knew better. I knew it was lie. I knew there was truth to replace it, but it was it was crippling me for, yeah. for a minute. And I feel like until you experience it, it's sometimes hard to even have grace and empathy for yeah. it. I uh, I remember the first time that I, f- the first time that I was aware that anxiety was building up in me, we were doing a first week of a giving campaign, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was the second year. Yeah. So we did a series called Charge, and then a year later we did Charge again, and we had this Roland video that we made for Charge One mm-hmm. of all of these famous iconic movies of guys charging and it was to the immigrant song led zeppelin ah, yeah, yeah. I remember. and so it was yeah. that song 
and I'm on stage getting ready to preach and I feel like I have the pressure of the world on me because we had hired this consultant company to come in and tell us how to raise funds and so I'm trying to do it right and I want to do everything that they say and I've got this message and there's this money we have to raise because we're trying to build this, this building and I feel like it's all on me. And there's this uh, chasm of money we haven't raised yet. Chasm of money. And yeah. I know we're preaching four services. I've, I've right. So I know I have to preach this message four times today. And it's the beginning of the series. I'm doing the six-week thing. And we've got all these videos and all the stuff we've been working for. And while that video is playing, and the immigrant song is like a... Dun, 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 dun. So yeah. it's like now my central nervous system is just like <laughs> on fire. And we had scheduled the worship set to be power. And so I'm just... And I'm up there and like the lights come up and I had a... I don't know if I had a panic attack, yeah. but I had something physically happen to me that I could not get the words to come out. Yeah. And I, I said something like, I'm really excited about this series and I want to pray to open it. And I took a minute to pray, but I was not okay. Yeah. I was Holy Spirit divinely stalling right god was speaking through me to get words out while i was stalling to like recenter and calm down and the whole front row knows i'm not okay yeah so rachel and whitney are out there going you're okay you i remember you like stamped your foot oh i stumped well cause because I'm, you were yeah. trying to uh man up yeah yeah and like it's because the, it was con so contrary and so opposing that you felt like this is Heck not, no, this will not happen to me. No, I am not weak. Yes. I am not weak. I can carry any load. And I, in this moment, was crushed yeah. under my own thought and my own central nervous like yeah. pressure that I yeah. put under myself. And that's when I really got on a personal counseling journey and started to admit, here's a big word. Yeah. Admit. Yeah. I was having some trouble. Yeah. And when I started to admit, now, yeah, I wasn't looking like the other guy in a fetal position crying mm -hmm. for silly stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm over here. And like, maybe I just had better tools given to me by my parents and in life than this guy had ever been given. Right. And so like, am I better? I don't know if I'm better. I'm just better equipped to deal with these pressures of life. Right. And like, so I started to gain empathy for it. And then when my friend Tim started experiencing new levels of panic with yeah. his mom passed and now he's a dad of three kids and all these things i had this r real empathy of like i understand kind of yeah what that is right and i think being willing to admit it but then also recognizing that it does look different for yeah. everyone i remember there was another time where you were like am i having a heart attack remember uh -huh. but it was really just some anxiety that was rising yeah. up i used to describe it to my counselor as like a hole in my chest i didn't really understand mm -hmm that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, I'm having these weird like waves of like a weird feeling. Yeah. It must be like physical, but it was actually emotional, but yeah. I did not connect it. Um, yeah, I think that we've talked about it a bunch, like that feeling of like, no, I must accomplish the checklist. I must not be weak. I must be strong, all of that. Sometimes maybe, maybe it's worse is what's true. Maybe it's worse than the guy who's willing to just lay down and cry. Maybe mm. we actually do more long-term damage to ourselves. We're going to put one foot in front of the other actually, or to people around us. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. We, we, we cause more 
collateral damage yeah. because we're just like, I got this. Rah! But instead <laughs> I'm spinning out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyone close to you knows you're not okay. And I, so I think what you said is so good. If you have not yet admitted that you're struggling with some anxiety, it's okay. Just admit it. Like mm. the people around you already know, because I think that's when, you know, for you, when you were like, Hey, I think I'm dealing with anxiety. Those of us around you were like, yeah. And then when I finally said, like admitted to you, like, Hey, I think I'm having like the most anxiety I've ever had in my life. You're like, mm. right. I've noticed that you're yeah, not yourself. Like, oh, yeah, Hello. We're, I'm meetings. super, I'm <laughs> super aware of it. Yeah. And like, but we just want to keep either keep it together, keep it, keep one foot in front of the other or not admit that we're not not, doing great. Yeah. It, 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 if you'll start with admitting it, that's the first step. And we talk about that with everything, but it's true. You have to admit it and then be willing to look at it and go, okay, let me really evaluate what's going on because you have a great explanation from the counselor of what, of why we're experiencing anxiety, right? Like, or what our, uh, you had a great definition. I remember of like why our body responds to the anxiety the way it does. Right. Yeah, it's just you are taking in more than you're able to process. And there's a buildup that happens, is what you're saying. Right. And it's like the dam starts to overflow. Yeah. Because you can't process it. And so, like, I remember talking to my counselor, and I was so bugged. I was so bugged. I'm talking to him about this because it's embarrassing. Right. And I'm like, I do not have this anxiety. He says, Trustin, I want you to just do some breathing exercises with me. And so I'm here. And he's talking to me about how you have to just calm down and like realize I'm okay. I'm safe. Nothing bad is happening. And man, just those breathing exercises have helped me preach every week since. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I used to stand in the front and worship full volume, full power, walk up on stage. And I'm so amped that the amperage is, is just too much for me to handle. Yeah. And so sometimes... Yeah. Just slowing down, taking a breath, realizing that I'm good. Look, my wife loves me. Right. I'm healthy. Right. I had breakfast and there's food in my fridge. Like, it's a little thankfulness, a little bit like. Absolutely. Everything's chill, dude. Like, you're good. Don't make a bigger deal than what's happening right now. Help center. Yeah. You just said it. Tim said it uh, yesterday that worship and worry can't like exist in the same space. And I think that it's, it's that the worship, which worship is just glorifying God, giving gratitude to God, expressing our thankfulness to God. And, and that gratitude is such a piece that I think, um, because what worry does is it, is it gives you worst case scenarios. It gives you, what if this happens? It gives you, it's all negative. It's all, uh, everything's the worst, which gratitude replaces uh, some of that, some of that anxiety, some of that worry. And if we can just start to start our day, I've tried to start my day with recognizing some things that I'm so thankful for and grateful mm-hmm. for, because it's just a small practice. Um, but it allows me to look at the fact that, that, that problem is not as big as I'm making it out to be. That yeah. that possibility is not as huge as I'm worried that it's going to be or or all encompassing as I'm worried that it will be. But instead recognizing that, man, I, I have a lot to be thankful for, to be grateful for. And if I can start making that list, then it will it will help minimize some of these things I'm super anxious and stressed out about. Yeah. Go ahead, what? No, it's great. Tim's message was so good. Um, 
something I can't help but do yeah. is whenever I hear a message, I think of how I would do it. Yeah. I think of like what I would say and what my points would be and how right. I would angle it. And I said it a little bit at the end of the second service. Tim had a couple points that were great about the anchors that yeah. helped stabilize us when yeah. things were spinning. But I would have, for me, I would have done the things that help stabilize me when anxiety or stress or worry hits is um, the word yeah. of God, wisdom from trusted voices, worship, yeah. that's gratitude, yeah. and then my workout, Oh yeah. my physical being, that these four anchors that I, when I can connect to the word of God, wisdom, worship, and I'm in the workout, I'm taking my, my breathing, my whatever. Yeah. My anxiety is grounded. It cannot overwhelm me. Right. It's really and, good. And uh, that's, that would have been my, yeah my angle. Um, no, it's so true. Yeah. I, the workout piece is you're right. The breathing is what they teach you. And it feels silly. You do, you feel ridiculous. But for me, um, even getting back in the gym for me was more based in my anxiety and mental. my mental health than it was even my physical health. Like I was like, I'm, I'm happy enough. I could lose five pounds. Uh, and, and now that I am, yeah, like physically, I'm super thankful that I'm doing that and I can see the benefit, but also mentally is so now when I don't, Mm -hmm. I recognize yeah. the mental uh, stress and strain on myself that I'm like, oh, this just releases some endorphins. Mm -hmm. This allows me to actually process some process for real. Even that, the act of running, I, I, I'm there's nothing I can't do anything except run right now. So I am giving myself this ability to just like process some of the things I'm feeling and thinking, and instead of getting overwhelmed by it, and it's yeah. super. Uh, it's super important to have the tools, what you said before. A lot of people just weren't given the right tools. Yeah. Um, I remember for you, your, something your counselor said that then I stole, yeah. um, <laughs> was he said, make a list. You were oh, super dude. overwhelmed by all of these problems. I hated this too. And I remember he asked you to make a list. Well, I said, I said, man, I got, I said, man, I'm stressed out. Uh, he said, what's going on? I said, man, I got 200 problems. I got 200 things that are bigger than me, that are beating me, that are overwhelming than me. He said, really, you have 200? Yeah, dude, I got 200 things. And he pulls out his journal and he goes, tell me. And no, dude, you don't want to hear him. He said, yeah, tell me. Tell me your 200 things. I said, okay, bet. And then I start <laughs> listing them. I'm listing, and I'm listing, I'm listing, I'm listing, I'm listing. And as I'm doing it, I'm like shooting him like, see, my job's hard. You just sit in this chair and talk to people for $100 an hour. Like, right? Right. And so I get near the end and I start, uh, well, and then I say something. He says, well, isn't that really connected to number 17? And that's not really, that's just a bullet point maybe. And that's really already said that. Yeah. And I got to 38 things. Yeah. Big and small. Big and small. Yeah. And he said, so 38 things. Trustin, is 38 as big as 200? And I said, no. And he said, do you think you're strong enough to pick up 38 things? I said, yeah. He said, okay. You see, what you're doing is you're tricking yourself into thinking that it's bigger than you, yeah. that you can't, yeah. that you're overwhelmed. But really, look, dude, there's 38 things. And really, these five are sub points of this. And he starts drawing lines. And it's really 38 is really only 26. And what's your timeline? Oh, your timeline is five years? Right. Cause like, when's this one due? Like when's Lillian's college fund due? You know, like yeah, all of these things. Right? And he's like, you got this. Yeah. And just a little bit of that, um, perspective 
has really set me free. Absolutely. And I'm less worried now than I've ever been. Yeah. I'm not worried. We don't have a sign on the front of the building. And it might take another four months. And dude, I'm chill as a cucumber. But I used to wouldn't have been. Right. But it's, I just, I've just got some perspective. Yeah. It's I super- used to would have been down at City Hall having meetings, banging on doors. Yeah. What for? To what right. end? Right. Right. What good is it going to do? Maybe it's going to get us to sign up one month sooner. Right. Maybe me ruining the next four months of my life. <laughs> right. Ruining my sleep, ruining my diet, ruining my ability to be in the room with my kids. Right. My body's there, my brain's not. It's going to save us a month or two to have a sign on the front of the right. building. And who grows the church anyways? God or right. a sign? Right. Yeah. No, it's so true. The 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 trust piece is a huge piece of our anxiety. Where where do I put my trust? Mm-hmm. You said the it's an anchor is what the Tim used the uh, analogy of anchoring yourself and that's what stops the spin. It's beautiful. You got to watch it. But but are we anchored in we we put our trust in so many things. We put our hope in things around mm-hmm. us all the time. But but the true trust in in God to know that he's in charge of it all anyway. It really it really disarms any worry any anxiety because you when you recognize oh wait has he taken care of my life up until this point for me that's what gratitude does gratitude reminds me oh wait he's taking care of all of these things that there's no way i actually could have done myself he actually aligned certain things in my life in such a way that did i move there or did i take that job or did i do the yes but he's the one who brought it into my path and if i can really give myself that perspective and allow myself to trust him more then i don't actually have to worry but we get so caught up and then we put our trust in ourselves and that is the part mm-hmm. when it starts to feel like bigger than me well yeah a lot of what god's called me to do in life is bigger than me uh and i can't do it on my own and if i think i can then no wonder i feel so anxious and worried and overwhelmed but recognizing that that's where i have to put my trust that's what i have to anchor to that that visual helped me so much in like no i i just gotta check my anchors if i'm not daily checking them uh whatever that looks like for you because he did uh set god in his rightful place uh, see him for who he is right and, and then speak. and then speak speak life speak truth speak what's real see set speak see set oh see first yeah, yeah. and then set and speak and like if you can actually check the anchors on, on a daily basis then it then the anxiety can't control you we're all gonna have it can't gain momentum right we're it all might gonna have, right punch yes but you're not gonna just get swept away because the truth is i i was told told you before i was having like anxious for real like anxiety overwhelming me and then i really believe in october like god like set me free for real in a in a way that i've not struggled with it again to that level but that doesn't mean i haven't had anxious moments correct moments where something set me off and made me worry for a minute yeah but that's a difference totally different thing than the than being overwhelmed by anxiety and so we're all human so we're all gonna have moments where we're a little bit like oh i hope that works out oh is that gonna be the right decision oh i don't know about this but but you don't have to live in anxiety you don't have to live there you can be anchored to something much greater than you that is actually the one in charge of it in the first place it's but but in october you took some focused time yeah focused time you said no to stuff yep and took some time to admit yep i'm not doing great right 
to shh. Yeah. I mean, when you realize that your anxiety, what you said, the, the, uh, what is actually anxiety to you and me, it was, oh, worrying and freaking out. That's what we thought it was. But yeah. understanding, oh, my physical body is not able to process all that my mental body is trying to process all yeah. or, or vice versa, whatever. That's what's happening. There's like a physiological response happening in me. When I was able to realize that, that made my Sabbath so much more important. Mm -hmm. That made my actual like intentional time with God so much more important. Oh, I need to allow myself to sit and admit what I feel. I'm, I am, I want to be joyful. I want to be happy. I don't want to focus on the negative. I don't want to focus on what's going wrong. I don't like it. So I personality wise and life trauma wise will quickly go, oh yeah, but it's okay, but it's good. It's this. And I, I don't let myself feel sometimes what I'm actually feeling in the emotions of what I'm actually feeling, which then erupts in panic, freak out, whatever, uh, at some point in my life. And I've learned though, I have to let myself feel it. And if I don't know what I feel, I think that's another piece. Sometimes we don't know. That's okay. Give myself the space to go, what do I feel? How am I feeling? Yeah. Because what instead we do is we grit and muscle up and mm -hmm. push through until the moment that it then just overtakes us. And I've had to learn the real practice of like, hey, what are you feeling today? What do you feel about this? Asking myself. I didn't like doing that because I'm a girl in a boy world and I feel like girls are all about feelings. And it, again, I got this whole stigma about, no, I'm going to be a tough, strong woman. I'm mm. not going to be feely. But the truth is we all have feelings. We are humans. I'm we not a robot. all have feelings. We are not robots. And I have to ask myself, what do I feel about that? Or are you feeling it? Have you let yourself feel it so that that emotion doesn't overtake. Yeah. It's super important. If somebody broke in your house. Yes. And you walk out in your living room and there's a man in a ski mask. Yeah. What's the first thing you would do? <laughs> Me or you? <laughs> They're different. Yeah, what's the first <laughs> but thing? But I would yell and be like, Aaron, oh my God, you grab my phone, call 911. I don't know. I probably would not attack the man. I would run okay. away. So you would yell for someone. Yeah. The first thing I would do is yell at him. Oh, yeah. Get out of my house. Oh, that's probably maybe true. No, I wouldn't. I would yell for someone probably. I guess. I don't know. That's well, they're, they're both the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time you start feeling overwhelmed, I'm thinking of the people that have asked yeah, the questions. Yeah, yeah. Next time you feel anxiety is broken into your mind. It's really good. What do you need to do? You need to yell at it. Get out of my house. Yeah. You are not allowed here. Right. You do not have authority. Right. This is my mind. I'm taking these thoughts captive. I'm locking them away. Yeah. You're not allowed to run around as a rogue terrorist mm, in my right. brain. Get out of my house. Yeah. And then what do you need to do next? You need to call somebody else. Yeah. And maybe that person you call is God. Yeah. Maybe you say, God, I need your help right now. You call on backup. Winnie doesn't feel capable to deal with a ski masked man in her house. She's going to call Aaron. She's going to call on somebody who's capable right. to tackle this joker. Maybe you need to call it. You got to pray. And if it's, and if, and if that's not it, you've got to call a, you've got to call wisdom. Yeah. You've got to call somebody and say, Hey, I'm not okay. I can't tell you the number of times on a Sunday during worship, I'll reach over and grab Rachel's hand during worship and I'll say, Hey, we pray for me before I preach. Yeah. I did it this, uh, no, I did it last Sunday to Tim. Yeah. Before I went up and preached a message on wisdom. I said, dude, I got all these. Will you pray for me? And he prayed for me. Yeah. You, Get out, 
Call for backup. Yeah. And then you have victory. It's really good. Super important. Don't just, don't just, don't just, well, sir, I, I guess you can have my television if you want it. I guess I, should I make you a sandwich? We, we just let anxiety move in. It's so good. Sit down on our couch every night, every day. And now he just becomes a fixture of our life. You are not welcome here. Yeah. Get out. I rebuke you in Jesus name. As a matter of fact, I'm calling backup. Right. It might be the father, son of the Holy Ghost. It might be an elder or a pastor or a counselor or right. a trusted godly friend. Yeah. Get up out of here. Yeah. No, I loved I loved what Tim said. Like maybe you've been a part of a church where like you had to like pretend. Pretend <laughs> that you didn't have any anxiety, that everything was, you know, unblessed and highly favored, but like we believe in miracles and medicine. We believe in miracles. And what was the other thing he, he said? Miracles, medicine. Oh, and counseling. And I'm like, yes, you need to call the right space in the right place. Jesus is a part of that equation, but you can't be afraid to call. Yeah. Your friend, your, your counselor, your therapist, whatever it is to get back on the right track to where you need to be. Because yeah. man, there are seasons and times where we're not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. You just don't want to stay there. But what Tim said, I think was very wise that the medicine is not a long-term solution. Oh no. That this is a, he said like, if you're having harming thoughts, if you're like right. out of control, don't just medicate yourself and drug yourself and dull the giftings that God's put in you. That's, we don't want you to walk through life in a fog. That's not no, a no, long-term no. answer, but in a moment, if that's needed, call, yeah. call the doctor. And the doctor might just say, dude, you need some more vitamins. I'd started taking vitamin Good D. Grief. I started taking vitamin D and K2 and it changed my life. It changed my life. Yeah. Because I had vitamin deficiency. It changed my life. It's so real. So like, that's what we mean. Doctors that's, does yeah. not just mean start popping Zoloft no, every no, no, four no. hours. Right. No. Is that the right drug name? I don't even know. But I saw, I don't know. Or yeah. Ambient. Or is that's those ones for sleep. Ones yeah, I don't Xanax, know what they all are. pieces. But you know, tell them the story. What? Which story? So. We went to this church for a conference. Oh. And these people look like they got it together. Oh. But we talked to them in the lobby. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, oh, she's clearly on some medication right now. And later I found out that like they were in a hard season walking through some like legal stuff and all the pieces. And I'm like, well, yeah, it makes sense. But is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But, but recognize that. But it's, you're talking about the churches that don't allow you Correct. to not be okay. But recognize like, oh, she's clearly on some medication. And I, I remember feeling like, what if she could just be real about all of that? Yeah. What if she could just say, two things I'm could sad happen. and scared. Because two things could happen. I believe she could have freedom. Yeah. And so could a whole lot of other people. Yeah. Because what made me sad was I realized, oh, you're just hiding you're hiding what's going on in your life from everyone else around you. You're, you're hiding from yourself because you can't face it right now. And it's not a judgment of, oh, she was on drugs. That's not what I'm saying. It's the, she's only on these drugs because she doesn't have a safe place. And is telling nobody she's on the That's drugs. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And so she's covering up with her eyelashes done, her hair did. And, and I'm like, God, season. it just made me so sad because yeah. there's freedom in admitting. In, in admitting and not being and not being embarrassed or ashamed if you're in an environment where you are shamed for feeling anxious like like you said we've been in times where we didn't understand it and so like we're sorry that's i'm sorry that i've ever been that way yeah but but recognizing like oh no we can all live open and transparent about our struggle 
while getting the help we need to get us to where we're going so that we can walk in full freedom. Someone yesterday that I know I know that has struggled with anxiety in the past, I felt really strong prompting because they were going they're going into a new season. And we talk about all the time that like the enemy often attacks us in places where in he's transition. found victory before yeah. and then also in transition moments. And so I just went to them and was like, Hey, I just want you to know you have gotten victory and freedom from this. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna jump back on you and it's not allowed to stay. Mm-hmm. So when the attack starts to come, you just remind it that you already have freedom that you're already free I already beat you, dog. and that and that who the sun sets free the bible tells us is free indeed that we're free from it and i think that that's only possible in transparent vulnerable places yeah and so what you mm-hmm. said the wisdom is is yes counseling yes doctors if that's a necessary piece but just having a friend that you can say hey i'm i, I mean being able to talk I'm to you like apart. hey i'm falling apart right now like i'm literally a, a jack mess right now i don't know what's going on i don't really know even why i'm feeling it I need you to just know it about me, love me anyway, and then like help me figure out how to make the space, how to give myself some, cause, because oops, some of us are not good at making the space to find rest and to find uh, yeah. peace. And like the vulnerability and transparency of it, once you've admitted it to yourself, you better admit it to some other people so they can help you. And so that, so good. and if you don't have people like that in your life, Find them. <laughs> Find them. Break the cycle. You don't yes. have to stay there. So you, good. You don't have to stay there. This is not who you have to be. No. You might have been dealing with us for five years. Mm-hmm. Ten. You don't have to. Right. I'm not saying it's easy. Listen to all that we just said. But it's not who you are. It's not all that God Super. has for you. Guess what? He has more. There's more. He has more for you. Right. Tug into it, man. It's worth the fight. Yeah. Super good. Pray for him. We'll okay. Go. God, we just pray that you would be with each one of us. Yeah. That when, especially this holiday season as it's coming, there are anxieties associated with that yep. that would overwhelm us. The world we live in is a little bit crazy and chaotic, but God, help us yes, to anchor ourselves in you, to anchor ourselves in your word, your truth, to know who you are, to see you for who you are, and to trust you, to look at you, uh, what you've done and what you've allowed in our life and to show gratitude and to let that gratitude, that worship replace the worry and the anxiety and fear. God, if somebody feels alone, if they feel anxious and afraid, if they feel like they don't have a safe place to land, God, allow them to step into a whole new season of relationship and freedom in this next season. God, be with them. Yeah. Bring peace. Yes, Lord. You're the Prince of Peace, God. Bring peace in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. We really do. Share it, like it, subscribe it all the things. Go. We really do care about y'all. We super do. And uh, really hope that these these um, ideas we're sharing are impactful to you. Absolutely. And uh, we believe we believe that you can do all kind of great stuff. That's life. true. Love y'all. Love Share, y'all. Share, tag, post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye y'all.